This is Witches, Bitches, and Dead People with Intuitive Oracle, Jamie Hearn. Jamie stirs the cauldron with witches, shamans, healers, psychics, and mediums who bravely share their power and give you insight into what conversations with dead people really look like. It's probably not what you think. Sometimes hilarious, sometimes macabre, and always informative. Hello, and welcome back to Witches, Bitches, and Dead People. I'm Jamie Hearn. This afternoon, I'm super excited to chat with Danielle Bennett. She's one of my soul sisters, and when our paths crossed, we knew that we were stuck in this together from here on out. Pretty much. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Danielle is a licensed clinical social worker, and she's been conducting therapy for more than two decades. You're making me sound so old. I know. Well, I thought about that. I'm like, I've been practicing law for more than two decades, too. She's passionate (laughs) about advocating for an individual's rights to self-determination and making this world a better place. And she's totally successful in that. Um, She is excited to initiate the use of alternative approaches by offering her amazing modality, therapy, which can be described as tarot with a touch of therapy. It's really awesome. I, uh, I'm i sure we'll get into it a little bit more, but I don't have a really deep understanding of tarot, and Danielle makes it just so user-friendly. She also is excited to offer therapeutic meetings in non-traditional settings, such as the forest or on guided hikes. She's passionate about mushrooms. Mushroom hunting has ultimately been a very spiritual experience for her. Magic happens in the woods. Mushrooms are not plant nor animal, but the DNA of a mushroom is closer to the DNA of a human than it is to a plant. The molecular compounds of many mushrooms fit into human cells like puzzle pieces. They are medicine from the universe. That's awesome. So I know you do Reiki and you're just like an all around magical being too, but let's dive in. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me, soul sister. I love you if I haven't told you recently. Oh, I love you too. (laughs) Is it true that you're a podcast virgin? I am. You're taking, you're popping my cherry. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't said that phrase in I don't know how long. (laughs) It's been a minute, right? (laughs) (laughs) so I want to talk about your path a little bit like obviously you started out in traditional social work and then you have transitioned into a more aligned version of who you are but how did that happen well you know I'm actually still in both worlds really um I still have a hospital full-time job Hopefully in the next few years, that will be different. I'm hoping that, you know, I can really just focus completely on this business connected fun girl. Um, But it is, it's just a completely different approach to things. I mean, I don't even know where to really start with it. To me, it, it is all about mushrooms. That is the foundation of everything. That is where my spiritual awakening occurred walking in the woods by yourself, talking to the trees and magical things started happening. 
Um, but yeah, I'm still very much in the Western medicine world also. I am trying to blend. <laughs> I've been trying to start a Reiki program at the hospital for a couple of years. It seems that there's just roadblock after roadblock. Um, so I do the best that I can. I do provide, we call it spiritual bedside counseling, <laughs> but I do continue to provide that in the hospital setting. And I think it is just so, so needed Reiki in the hospital. So I do feel passionate about that. And even down the road, if I'm retired, I will volunteer and provide Reiki to patients in hospitals. They desperately need it. When were you first introduced to Reiki? You know, that's, I've always been interested in Reiki. I actually, years and years ago, I tried to go for training with my employer. Um, and then at the last minute, everything shifted to an evidence-based approach. And they said, we're not going to send you for Reiki. We're going to send you for cognitive behavioral therapy. <laughs> right. So, um, I don't know. I've just always really been interested in it. Apparently, it wasn't the right time for me. But then it was really the pandemic, I think, that life just got so crazy that I really just felt this inner calling to Reiki. So I made an appointment with a lady that I knew from my yoga studio. And it was, I mean, everybody's experience is different, but I had like an out-of-body experience that very first Reiki session. And I was just, yep, this is what I have to do. So I kept going to her and she, although she is a Reiki master, she said, I would like to hook you up with my teacher who's a nun. Um, and that's, you know, where I started my Reiki training. I'm still doing, I'm going to go for level four. So. Awesome. Yeah. I, I'm Reiki one. Um, that was what I needed in the moment. And I really liked it. But I, I'm just so impressed by people who are Reiki masters or however many levels there are. I'm learning that there are more levels than I was aware of previously. <laughs> Well, I think that it depends on the approach. So most people only do level three. Level three is master's level. Um, and I really, really think that I'm getting such a quality training from sister. She feels that no one should be, well, and I shouldn't speak for her. The idea is that you can't really call yourself a master right off the get-go. You've got to have a few years experience. Sure. And so, you know, level three is... The really the only difference between level three and level four is that you've gained a few years of experience and then you learn a little bit about teaching. So your guides were very loud when they said years of experience equal additional remembering because you've been down this path before. Yeah, I feel that very deeply. And I think a lot of people who do Reiki are in the process of remembering because it, it's ingrained in their cellular DNA. Mm -hmm. um, and some of us just enjoy the benefit of that. <laughs> I'm one of those. So thank you. <laughs> um, so while we're talking about DNA, let's transition to talking about mushrooms. That was a yeah. fascinating little tidbit that I had no idea their DNA is so is close to ours. Isn't that amazing? I'm telling you, I, mushrooms are in a kingdom all by themselves. They're not a plant. They're not an animal. But if you were to compare the DNA, they're closer to animals than to plants. And I just find that mind-blowing. 
Um, but it is, it's just amazing the way that the cellular structure of a human fits the synaptic gaps and all that, you know, it just fits like a jigsaw puzzle. Like it was meant to fit. Well, and I love that that appeals to those of us who are interested in the science of things too, not just that, I don't know, this shit works. So I do it. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Um, I love mushroom hunting. I really, I think that it is so therapeutic that that is actually where I wanted to try to tie it into therapy, all of it, the tarot, the mushrooms. And so, you know, I'm just kind of pivoting as I go with signs from the universe about how to do all of this, really. But I do envision therapy sessions out in the woods, individuals as well. Uh, very alternative. I let me throw my disclaimer out there. I don't want to deal with insurance companies anymore, <laughs> ever again. I don't want to have to give someone a label in order to get paid. I think it is bullshit, straight up bullshit. Now I start getting heated when I talk about this. <laughs> well, I really do have so a problem fast. with the way that people get labels thrown on them, and then synthetic medications that just lower their frequency ever even more. So we need to do things completely different, not only medical, but behavioral health. So how do mushrooms fit into to that scenario about really shifting how we approach wellness and mental health and all the things? Because let's, let's be realistic. Every one of us struggles with something, whether right. we want to admit it and talk about it in public or not. Right. Well, and I think it's not just mushrooms. Obviously, that's my interest, but all plants, um, everything out there that's growing has a use for something, in my opinion, Um, whether that could be a medication and a more natural way to help with a physical or a mental health issue. Um, But even on a deeper level, just the spirituality of it. That makes sense. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, When did you first start foraging and really getting to know mushrooms? Because there's a lot to know, I feel like. Oh, my gosh. There's so much to know. And honestly, like when I first started, and I think a lot of people do this when they're learning, you get a little overly confident. Um, And I was telling you about my situation that with chanterelles, um, the first time that I ate a batch of those, I thought, my God, they're delicious. They taste like, you know, sun-dried tomatoes or they're just so delicious. And I may have overdone it, but I may have also had a toxic one thrown in there and not really realized (laughs) that mother nature throws tricks out there and will have two species growing alongside each other. One is toxic and one is not. Um, so you do have to know your stuff, but I grew up in the middle of nowhere and I just recall going foraging with my uncle when I was like maybe nine or 10 years old and all my cousins too. And he would be looking for, um, he was looking for truffles and ginseng. And I just remember the level of excitement that I thought, oh my God, Uncle Jimmy has never been this happy before. What? (laughs) So now I get it. Now I get it. It's like the greatest Easter egg hunt ever. It really is. (laughs) In my family, 
my grandfather used to hunt for Popinky and we would go occasionally with him, but he wasn't really interested in managing us. So he normally went alone or as he got older, my husband would take him because it was harder for him to get around. But my grandmother's family, she was a child of the second marriage. So like her father had been married before and the story they always told me was that his first wife died from eating poisonous mushrooms. <laughs> Turns out she had tuberculosis. It was uh, a little different. <laughs> it was probably good that they scared you, though, because you don't want to just be out there picking up anything and popping it in your mouth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Although, on the other hand, I think there is um, an intentional, perpetual, um, people, authorities want us to fear mushrooms because they know how powerful they are. So they want people to be afraid of them. So, I mean, that being said, you do have to be careful. (laughs) You do have to know what you're doing. So the way I learned was truly just grabbing some books and a backpack and I went to the woods and I made it, (laughs) I made it an adventure. Um, I took lunch, I took snacks for the day. I took everything I would need compasses and (laughs) the whole nine yards just in case. Um, yeah. And that's what I did. I would spend all day collecting basically everything that I would see. And people in the mushroom world will tell you, don't touch it. Don't pick it. If you don't know what it is, that's bullshit. How are you going to learn? Pick it, take it home. Just don't eat it. You know, do your spore prints and there's a lot to learn. So although, you know, I take pride that I'm primarily self-taught, I did go through a really intense certification course. That course was harder than my licensure exam for social work. Oh my God. But that is a really good thing. You don't want people out there who are authorized to sell wild mushrooms that, you know, mess up on those trick questions. (laughs) Right. I mean, you wouldn't want them making some questionable tincture and selling it to people. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's the thing too, I want to say about, tinctures there's such a craze online with these coffee drink or the mushroom coffee drinks and you just have to be careful because i know how i process things and i am meticulous and ocd about it and anything at all questionable goes i'm sure big companies do not do that level of care um when they're preparing I'm pretty certain of it, actually, because when I started taking reishi initially, I was buying it from a big company and I really thought I was allergic. It turns out it's just they didn't process it the way that I process it. So, I mean, I have no problem with reishi at all um, or chaga. And those are the two I'm primarily focusing on right now, just because I had massive harvests of chaga and reishi. Um, But as we get closer, well, we are in mushroom season, but I really like the the fall edibles. Um, I'll be able to sell some of those too, the sheep's head and chicken of the woods and all that wonderful stuff that we'll probably find on your property. Yeah, I can't wait for that. Um, can you tell us what some of the benefits are of reishi 
and chaga because I those are two that I happen to have. <laughs> oh my gosh, they're so much. Hold on. <laughs> I had a feeling you might ask me this and I was like, you know, I should pull out my uh, paperwork on this because normally when people ask me, I'm like, click on the link on my website because it's a lot, <laughs> but there's a lot of overlapping qualities. Um, reishi, I will say is a really great natural medication for anxiety. They call it nature's Xanax sleep disorders. Uh, you can take it before bed. It will certainly help you sleep. It's Reishi is known as the mushroom of immortality. Um, the divine mushroom. So let me take a quick look here besides the emotional health, sleep issues, lung and respiratory allergies, asthma. Oh, my daughter has asthma. She has not used an inhaler. I can't tell you when since starting tinctures. Now I should probably throw a disclaimer out there before I get myself in trouble with the feds here. <laughs> this information is not intended to diagnose, treat, or cure any condition. However, it probably could. Anyway. <laughs> it's supportive of overall wellness. Yes. Yes. Anti-aging also. Um, Reishi has also really been tied to a lot of improvements in the central nervous system, seizure disorders. Hmm. Chaga is called the gold of the forest. It's the king of the forest. Now that, and again, they both have many overlapping qualities here, but Chaga will really support like inflammation, arthritis, cardiovascular. Um, oh, it's listed here as have having healthy weight management. So I know that oh. people have actually reached out to me asking, what can I, what mushroom can I take for dieting? So I wouldn't advise that, but it is listed as supports healthy weight management, but truly any mushroom is going to do that because what they do is they help your body reach homeostasis. So when mm. your body is in that balanced state, it's able to do those things. So, um, but I really started taking the tinctures that I bought online initially, uh, for this, they have a, a property, it's called like a cleanup property. It will remove toxins from your system. And so when they told me I had to get that vaccine to keep my job, I was like, okay, I am going to start taking some tinctures. I got to get this junk out. <laughs> Am I being too political? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> not at all. We have no filter here. So all right, good. anything. <laughs> um, so I, I've been taking your tinctures and I, I find them to be really great. Um, they just make me feel better. Yeah. I have a question though. Some yeah. people won't take a tincture because they don't want to consume alcohol. So I know. What are some options for people like that? You know, I looked into that and there are some potential alternatives. I'm just not going to go down that road. I'm sticking with the grain alcohol just because it seems that it does the best job with the extraction. But I am aware of that. There are some people that do not want the alcohol. It is a very, very small dosage. But if you've suffered with any kind of addiction issues, any is too much. Yeah. Um, so I would say it just my tinctures wouldn't be an option for somebody who doesn't want to consume alcohol. But there are other 
options. I believe like some kind of a glycerin of some sort. But I, based on what I looked at, it seems that um, grain alcohol is the best to use. So it does extract the most. I'll call them nutrients for lack of a better word properties mm-hmm. out of the mushroom. As far as my knowledge is. Yeah. 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 Because that's the other thing about the mushrooms. There's alcohol soluble components and water soluble components. So if you're just having a tea, you're only getting water soluble benefits. If you're having a tincture, you're getting all the benefits. So, because it's dual extracted, it's water and alcohol. So for some people, tea may be okay, but a tincture sounds like it's a more holistic. Yeah, I think it's more powerful personally because it is addressing both water and alcohol soluble components. Uh, But the tea, certainly that is a great value for people as well. Um, I have the chaga chunks that you can just throw in the crock pot. And that is the way, the proper way to extract the water soluble components. You don't just throw it in a coffee pot at high heat and think in 10 minutes, you're going to have the kind of nutrients that you would if you put it in a crock pot for three, four hours, or like mine, mine's going usually 24 seven. I just add in more water to what I use for the day. Um, but you can use that same piece of chaga for weeks. So it, I mean, it's a really great value for, you know, a $10 chunk of chaga will last you weeks with having a cup or two of some really potent medicine every day. Awesome. Yeah. I use an ashwagandha tea and I find that ashwagandha. Yeah. I I said nice. Yeah. Oh, um, so I find that if I leave the tea steeping mm-hmm. that it like some teas get bitter after a while, but this one doesn't like it just, it continues to be really appealing to me. So I could have, yeah. I make a huge cup and then I drink it for like the next three hours. Nice. <laughs> no. And that's the same for chaga. It does. It just gets tastier. I think it's got a very sweet, woody flavor a little bit of raw honey from your local area and yeah that's some really great immune boosting power for you yes you are (laughs) i actually got i got stung on the nose today when i was in my apiary well didn't you get it on the ass the other day yes (laughs) it's the only two times i've been stung this season but like when we get into the time when it starts the pollen flow starts to slow down they get a little pissier so (laughs) i can relate (laughs) (laughs) let's talk about some of the other things that you put mushrooms in and infuse with reiki too right oh yeah you want to hear about my creams and stuff so yeah yeah so the business idea really was because i was taking my all like i was taking the medicinal mushrooms that I thought, well, you know what? Everybody needs this. Everybody <laughs> to the pandemic, you know, we all need to clean up our bodies. And I thought, let me just start this little side gig here selling some tinctures. And I got so far into it. And of course, I didn't have my magical legal friend at that time. I used legal Zoom and I was really wrongly advised on some really important things from a specialty attorney who did not care. Um, 
Long story short is I realized that if you're only doing very small batches, it is very hard to legally sell mushroom tinctures specifically in Pennsylvania in a retail setting. And so I, I already had started the business. I'm like, now what? So pivot to skincare. I mean, I already had an interest in starting to make some kind of lotions anyway, but I thought, okay, well, the universe just guided me towards kind of pivoting here. The skin is the largest organ. And so, yeah, I make all my products with five oils. Uh, I use, let me see here, avocado, jojoba, grape seed, coconut, and then extra virgin olive oil. And I put the Raytheon Chaga and the oils, and they sit there for, well, it's forever, for a long time. (laughs) (laughs) And I shake them every day, twice a day. And when I'm doing that, I'm trying to, I'm doing the Reiki symbols. I'm putting in good intentions. Um, and I know that sounds weird to a lot of people, but truly I'm the therapist that tells people to talk to their lotion and tell your lotion what to do. <laughs> that doesn't sound weird to our audience. True, true. We're the, in order to spend any time in my sphere, you need to at least have a little openness to this. <laughs> Yeah, so I think they work wonderfully, magically, but if you talk to them and tell them what to do, it's even more so. I love that, because have you ever looked into Dr. Emoto's research on the frozen water particles? It sounds familiar to me, but no, I don't really know what you're talking about. (laughs) He took took water, and he would play like Bach or some high frequency sound or like things that were supportive. He would, he would tell it he loved it. Yes. Freeze the water and the water crystals would turn into these like beautiful, perfectly symmetrical crystalline structures. And then he took the same music or the same water sample and he would, play things like I hate you and, and like infuse negativity into the water. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then when he froze it, the water molecules were completely erratic and non-symmetrical and just like completely different than yeah. the same sample frozen with the infusion of love. Oh, I believe it a hundred percent. It's like the science project talking to the plants, you know, you, you, talk really nice to one plant and watch how it grows and then, you know, be an asshole to another plant and watch what happens. I mean, our words have power and not only our words, our thoughts, our consciousness has such energetic properties to it that it's amazing. Yeah. It's the power amazing. Of energy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know that you are in the process of Stepping into a more visible role with this business, can you tell us about the business? Yeah, well, it's called Connected Fun Girl Wellness. Um, Initially, it was just called Fun Girl. And then when I realized that that pulled up porn, I had to change the name. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Connected Fun Girl Wellness, it became... And yeah, so I sell my products, my skincare products at a few different local um, stores around here. 
but I have a she shed where I'm going to be doing Reiki and therapy. Um, we have the new moon groups. We're going to be having these magical forays over at your place. Um, there's a lot of really fun stuff coming up. I'm so excited. Yeah, we're definitely educating people and it's super fun to do. Um, that reminds me, we didn't talk about therapy really at all. Let's touch yeah. on that before we wrap up. Okay, sure. Yeah. So, well, and I know we only have a couple of minutes, you know, I tell long stories, so I'll try to be, <laughs> try to be quick, but, um, Tara was not really something that I really thought I would be doing. Um, I think I told you a little bit about that story. I went to that John Edward show and yeah. I love John Edward, obviously like he's very gifted, very genuine, but still for him to, which I think I manifested him calling my name, by the way, but when he went through so specifically saying you're a clinical social worker, I mean, so ridiculously spot on. And he like commanded me to learn tarot. He said, you must learn tarot. And I said, that's funny because this morning I was talking about maybe getting a deck of Oracle. He said, no, tarot. You must do tarot. I am told you must do tarot and work it into your therapy. So I thought I came up with the idea for therapy. It actually exists. It's actually a real thing. <laughs> so I'm cool. chatting with therapists across the country. We have a whole group of therapists who tarot and uh, they have retreats occurring. And yeah, it's it's actually a thing. <laughs> Isn't that fascinating? So on that note, we will see everyone next week on Witches, Bitches, and Dead People. Thank you so much, Danielle, for joining Thank us. Thank you, Soul Sister. Peace and badass magic. Thank you for listening to Witches, Bitches, and Dead People with Jamie Hearn. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in. 